Welcome to session 1.1 of Acts of Worship. 1.0 was on Sunday, and it's the beginning of the Acts of Worship series. I highly recommend that you watch all these videos in order uh, as the content kind of plays off of each other as we go through it. So we're going to dive right into this about the first act of worship that we talked about in session 1.0, and uh, that was to speak, or speech, to use your voice as an act of worship. And we're going to discuss real quick kind of how that plays in, where that came from, and why that is such an important piece, and why it is the first act of worship. It is some of the easiest acts of worship sometimes to say something, but how do we make it a true act of worship? Uh, you know, and speech and to, 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 to say something about your, as an act of worship is really the first thing we're ever asked to do, even in our salvation. You look at Romans 10, 9, and 10, and it says to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. That is the beginning of, of, your, of your walk with, with Christ. And that's the first thing it's asked, to say to confess it, to use your mouth and to speak. So we're going to dive into a scripture that's really going to show us where this came from, though. Let's go to Genesis 1.1. And I'm going to be reading this um, here. Out of, it's a King James Version, but I'm going to be reading it here. Uh, so follow along with me if you want to. Uh, if you're driving down the road, don't do that. Just listen. But uh, here we go. So Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water, and God said, Let there be light. God saw the light, and that it was good, and divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament, and divided the waters where under, uh, sorry, which were under the firmament from the waters, which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven gather together into, uh, into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. So we see a pattern developing here as we read these scriptures, and it goes on through the rest of creation, but I just wanted to point this out at the, at the very beginning of it, and you see this pattern continue on all the way until a specific point. And the pattern is, God said, and then he called, or he said, and then he made. Um, you know, so, so what does this mean? Well, this pattern happens all the way up to the creation of man, and that's really where we're going to show something that, that happened here. But what does the word said mean uh, in the original Hebrew there? Well, it means exactly what you would think it would mean. It means to, to say, to utter, to speak, to use your voice to do something. But why does it, every time we see, he says, he, you know, he said light, and he saw the light, that it was good, and then he called the light. Why do we see these things uh, happening? Why do we see the said called, said made, said called? When you look at called and made, it means to accomplish to accomplish something. So God says it, and then it was accomplished. Said it, then accomplished. So if we look at this in Scripture, we see this pattern that when God says something, it is accomplished, and he accomplishes it, right? So by saying it, he's accomplishing it. Now, let's look at something, though. This is Genesis 1.26, so we're going to skip down a few verses. You can read the rest of creation story there, and you see that same pattern play out as he talks about the animals and so on. But we're going to jump right here uh, into the creation of man because it's slightly different, yet a very big difference. And here's what it is. So Genesis 1.26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our image. So he said, and then he said, Let's make. But wait, wait, right before we do that, he's going to do something. He said, After our image and our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, and over all the cattle, and over all of the earth, and everything that creeps upon the earth. 
So we see something here that he says, he says, let's make it, but we're going to add something. We're going to do something slightly different. We're going to make man in our image and our likeness. These are two key words here. A lot of times we think, oh, image, likeness, it's you know the same thing. We even use terms, oh, you're just like your father, right? I heard that growing up all my life. You're a spitting image of your father. Uh, so what does this mean? Let's look at the word image. That word image has two meanings. It's very interesting. The first one means to resemble, right? Uh, a son and a father resemble, a mother and a daughter resemble. I even resemble my mother if you look at pictures. So there's re to resemble. But there's a second definition of the word image here that means to be fashioned like an empty vessel. It means to be empty like a vessel. So that's interesting. If we look at it in that light and say, okay, there's this other definition that this word carries, it means to be empty like a vessel. So create them in our image. Let's create them like us in a resemblance of us, but empty. This is how I would kind of translate this for you. Let's make them in an image of us, resemble us, but empty. And then in our likeness, wait, 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 what's this likeness word here? The likeness here means mannerisms or characteristics so what god was literally doing is saying we're gonna he said i'm gonna make man but then he says well wait i'm gonna make him resemble me and be empty but then i'm gonna put my likeness i'm gonna put my character i'm gonna put my mannerisms into man okay what is the characteristic so far from genesis what could we uh gather as a characteristic of god from genesis 1 1 to genesis 1 26 well the easiest the first thing is in the beginning god created god is a creator and then we see this pattern. He says, and then he calls, or he, he, he accomplishes this. So man is an empty vessel that he put that character into. That creative power was put directly into us. That mannerism, that characteristic was put into man from the very beginning. And then we can now worship by doing his characteristics. It's very interesting, though, that, you know, you can still be in the image of God, the resemblance of God, but yet not have his likeness, not have his character, his mannerisms. This is where in like Isaiah 29, 13, it says, you honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from it. You can be in the image. You can be the vessel. You can resemble because we we're all made in his image, but his likeness, his character, his mannerisms, that's where worship comes from with your mouth. As you begin to say these things and you put your heart into it, that is where the worship aspect of being in his image and his likeness and his character and his mannerisms come in there. That is how you begin to use speech as a form of worship. We tell others of God and who he is or what he's done for us. And when we do that or we tell ourselves that we empower ourselves and when we put our heart behind it and believe it, we have the same creative power that God has because he gave it to us. And we see it right here that he put his image and likeness. He made us in resemblance and then put his likeness, his mannerisms, his character into us. Now, this is interesting to me because if we go down a little bit further here, we're going to jump down into chapter 2, verse 19. This is the creation of, of uh, uh, man, man is created here, as I just read to you. Now, this is where it says this right here, okay? Check this out. And God brought them to Adam, talking about the animals, to see what they would call, to see what Adam, sorry, would call them. This is interesting to me. I kind of want to look at it this way. Brought, first off, means this right here. It means to put in employ of, to employ. So we have employees and employers. It means to put something into employ of someone. So God brought the animals or creation itself to Adam and said, I am, I'm putting them under your employer. They're under your jurisdiction, your dominion, right? We see that uh, in, in chapter 1, verse 26. It said, let them have dominion over it. This is restating that saying he brought it to Adam. And he said, to see what Adam would call. Well, what's the first thing? I kind of look at it this. This was a teaching moment for man. God said, listen, 
From the very beginning, the first thing I want you to do is I'm gonna, I'm gonna put something into your employee. You're already in my image and I put my likeness in there. This is a teaching moment to show man how to worship with your mouth the first time and see what Adam would call. It was almost like, I'm not saying this is exactly what scripture translates to, it was almost like God said, hey, you know, you, you saw what I called, now let's see what you call it. Let's see if you have my image and my likeness. Let's see if you say what I say, what God says about you, right? So this is how words become power, and this is how words become worship. This is how speech becomes your worship, because if you say them empty or, or vain and void, it's just image, it's not the likeness, it's not the characteristics and mannerisms of God. So it's all about the heart motive. And that's what this whole series of Acts of Worship is about, is about how we have to make sure that it's the heart motive behind it. It's not the physical action of what you do necessarily. That's why there are so many forms and acts of worship. It's about the heart matter being in the image and likeness of God. And this is why to speak in speech is the first act of worship that we have to dive into, is to understand how to make it a true act of worship. I hope this helps you guys. Be back with you tomorrow for session 1.2.